It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven to deep left. Toward the line, she is gone. Aaron Judge, line one right down the line. Swung on and line to right center field. It is a base hit. Grounding third, scoring kind of from left. And the Yankees win the ball game with two in the bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. Welcome, everybody. We've got another episode of the Bomber Brothers podcast. Sean and Ryan Chichester here, as always, recapping another series, which we do every series. So if you want to hear series recaps and series previews all throughout the Yankee season, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Also, uh, bringing on some exciting guests whenever we can, but Sean, just us today, so we can banter about what was, um, like you just called it before we hit record, a pretty interesting series. And I would definitely agree. I mean, if you if you really think about it, the Yankees got kind of dominated for, you know, in a four game series. I'd say they were dominated for, you know. 32 31 of the 36 or 37 innings like the Yankees were looking like the inferior team for a lot of this series yet somehow they split and they didn't they certainly didn't do their best at the plate and we have to talk about the Yankees getting no hit which we haven't had to do in what almost two decades but um I don't know just like looking back and reliving these games it's kind of incredible to me that they split this series but here they are coming out with two out of four against a Houston team that many expect to be the Yankees top competition for getting to the World Series I I think it's funny and and an expected talk track that everybody's saying like oh the Yankees got lucky and you know they didn't deserve to win the first game the second game they, they were getting no hit you know for again that they won and um, I don't, I don't really look at it that way. I think, I think sweetie pointed out a great stat. The, the four game series, the Yankees bullpen allowed two runs. The Astros bullpen allowed nine runs. I mean, the Yankees have a better bullpen and it doesn't matter if you score your runs in the first inning or in the ninth inning with two outs, they all count at the end of the game. So I don't think the Yankees got lucky by having DJ LeMay, who hit a two run homer in the eighth inning yesterday or having Hicks at a three run homer in the ninth inning on Thursday. That's just when the Yankees are going to do their damage against the team that has a, a, a good rotation. And I mean, at the same time, like, you know, the Yankees had more base runners in the three to one game on Friday night. I don't think the Yankees got outplayed. Like some people are making it seem like they did against Houston. I think the Yankees just their runs came at more dramatic times in their two wins. Um, I would say now, obviously you don't want to get no hit. That's not great, but 
the last three times the Yankees have been no hit, they've went to the World Series in that year. So maybe it's actually a a, a, a blessing in disguise. Not the most, um, not the largest sample size, I'd say. But overall, I mean, I think you you look at th- this. These games are are how the Yankees are constructed to win: hitting home runs. Like, you know, they they went down three nothing in the first game, and you're like, oh, this is terrible. You know, this is a huge series, and all of a sudden Houston comes out and really hits them in the mouth, and then, you know, they answer right back. John Carlo comes up with a three run homer, and then they have the dramatic ninth inning um, in the first game, but. You know, it, it doesn't really matter when you score your runs as long as you score them. So I don't think the Yankees got lucky. It's not like they had like a, a crazy amount of breaks. They just made their hits really count. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. I, this is two teams who both have great lineups and they both have great starting pitching. But like you said, the uh, advantage is certainly slanted in the Yankees' favor when it comes to the bullpen, and they flex that throughout this four game series I think there was definitely a stretch of this series where the Yankees did look like a somewhat inferior team and that's going to happen if you don't get any hits for 16 straight innings so that was definitely getting a little frustrating but I think it's also a tribute to what we've said about this team for much of the season is that they're they're just able to find new ways to win so certainly one of those ways is you know biding your time and waiting to break out when you're laboring through 16 straight hitless innings and then you get uh Stanton with a with a home run it seems like he's starting to come around again which is huge for the Yankees he was in a little bit of a of a slump but he's got a, had a couple home runs and another big one on on Sunday and then and then LeMahieu with the with the huge home run in in the 8th inning and um I thought that I actually loved that LeMahieu home run. He kind of did like the John Carlo strut out of the batter's box, which I thought yeah. was amazing because it's DJ LeMahieu. But uh, yeah, that was that was fantastic. Just a huge moment. And then of course, Judge. I mean, just coming off the heels of settling his arbitration and thankfully not having to go through a hearing that would have been potentially disastrous. But coming out of that and uh, having two two walk-off hits in this series that's that's pretty pretty incredible so yeah the Yankees they found they found ways to win like you said just because it came later in the game doesn't mean they were necessarily the inferior team they just pounced uh and and you know exposed the Astros most glaring weakness which which is their bullpen and and completely completely outplayed them in that category yeah I mean and I also think the depth and the power in the Yankees lineup, really the, the fact that they can get power from almost any spot in their lineup, save IKF, it really, really showed in this, in this series to me, because the, the bottom of the Astros lineup is a lot weaker than the bottom of the Yankees lineup. The Astros are very, very top heavy. Um, and the fact that you got contribute big contributions from, and I know he's, he's your leadoff hitter usually, but LeMay, who's not a guy you normally rely on for power you, but he can, he can hit homers. Aaron Hicks can hit homers. So they, they got home runs from, from kind of unexpected sources to tie some of these games. And uh, I mean, I, I predicted Stanton would win the belt and he hit three home runs this series, but I mean, two walk-offs for judge and you settle your arbitration. I got to give him the belt. And I also like there, there, I always say there's like poetry in baseball. The fact that this like judge and you know is is one of the poster children for people that the Astros hurt by this cheating scandal. Altuve wins the MVP over him and denies him the opportunity to go to the World Series. 
um, in, in that 2017 season. So for him to have two walk-offs, um, I was, I was super stoked about it, especially knowing that he is salty about it. You know, he deleted his Instagram comment a couple of years ago. Like I was super stoked for him The walk off the night before the arbitration hearing, he gets the hearing settled and then he caps off the weekend with a three run walk-off Homer. Um, just, just awesome. And I, I also think like, you know, th- I was thinking about this when we got into the the weekend and they got no hit. And, um, I mean, they, they were in the toughest stretch of their season. They, they, they played Tampa, they went to Toronto, they went to Tampa, and then they played Houston. So they're coming in and, and, and Houston had had a day off, I think, earlier. I think they were off last Monday. So Houston's a little bit more rested, probably have a little bit more, more the, their legs under them. The Yankees were getting out of a stretch of playing, you know, 13 consecutive super intense games, division games, games against the Astros. And I think we were looking at this stretch when we were talking and we we're saying, well, what, what are the Yankees going to do? What are, what are they, well, you know, how are they going to handle this stretch? Because one of the knocks on the Yankees was that, yeah, they're having a great start, but they don't, you know, they're not doing it necessarily against the best of the best. Well, going up against all playoff teams at the time, I don't know if any of them fallen out Toronto or, or Tampa Bay, but they went nine and four, nine yeah, and four and over a third lose a series. Yeah. That, that's a pace to win 112 games. Like that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, it's not on their 121 pace that they were on. So yeah, they, they played slightly worse. I'm sorry, but that, that's crazy. And, and it's not like it was all games in Yankee stadium. They went to the trop where they always have trouble. Toronto is always a tough place to play in. And then they, they split with Houston and you know what they lost that game. They lost against Verlander. That game could have went either way. I was at that game. The place was jumping. It was juiced. But the Yankees Yankees threatened in the eighth inning and in the ninth inning. If they had gotten a hit at a different time in the game, that all of a sudden becomes a tie game, and then you're thinking walk off again. Um, it, it was a really, uh, really fun game. I actually think in that game, Severino probably should have been taken out after he had the amazing fifth inning escape. Um, it kind of reminded me of the wild card game. I, I don't know if you feel that way, but you remember in 2018 wild card game in the fourth inning, Severino had to get a big strikeout to get out of the inning. He does like the primal scream and you're thinking he just left it all out there. Like that was him going like, and I kind of felt like that after the fifth inning when he strikes out Altuve to strike out three consecutive batters with runners on first and third, which was absolutely incredible. I would not have brought him back out. He winds up giving the three run homer, whatever teams on pace to win 120 games. I'm not going to argue with Aaron Boone right now, but uh, I, I mean, I thought that game could have, could have as easily went to the Yankees as well. And then we're talking about a three ones and we're, you know, we're more excited. So I, I actually think this was a, a really good series for the Yankees. They went toe to toe with Houston. Um, and they showed them like in October, you better bury them because you can be up three, nothing in the ninth. You can be up by six, three in the ninth inning. You can be up three, nothing in the seventh inning. This game's not over. This, this team just keeps coming at you. Yeah. I, I think you mentioned Friday's game and another, and honestly, Saturday's was too, even though they got no hit, but it's the weekend Gallo, the majority, Gallo came within five feet of, of, of giving them the lead. Exactly. He flew out right to the wall. LeMahieu came up Friday night with, um, I think he came up as the winning run in, in the ninth inning when he, he, I think he grounded out to third to end, to end the game. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, they were, they were right there. I absolutely come away from this series encouraged, but uh, back to Friday and Saturday. And then obviously you can throw Sunday in there too, but you know, Tyone aside, the rotation who, which everyone is kind of wondering, you know, how long can they keep this up? How good really is this rotation? I mean, they, like you said, the Astros lineup is top heavy, but 
as a whole, that's an incredibly dangerous lineup. This, the top of their lineup is among the best in baseball. And the rotation, aside from Tyone, did really well. I'm, I'm Look, Cortez was never going to pitch to a 1.5 ERA for an entire season. But if he can give you five innings and allow three runs against an Astros team in a playoff series, you would absolutely take that. I, I would. And, I, and then you had Cole, who was brilliant. Severino probably left in a little bit too long, like you said. I mean, obviously Boone's done a terrific job, but I think this is something that stretches back beyond this year. Sometimes Boone tries to steal an out or two towards the end of a starter's day. And, you know, maybe that happened a little bit on on Friday. But as a whole, I thought the rotation did great. Severino looked good, got out of some trouble. Cole was his usual self, just like he was dominant against Tampa Bay. So I thought it was also a. I thought it was a super encouraging performance from the pitching staff as a whole, outside of maybe Tyone. But it showed you that you know, the rotation was the Yankees' most glaring weakness the last time they faced the Astros in the 2019 ALCS. I think everybody thought if the Yankees had another quality arm or two in the rotation, that they could have taken that series and gotten to the World Series. I think coming out of this series left me with a lot of confidence that the Yankees absolutely have. And obviously we already knew the rotation was fantastic. Look at the numbers they've been putting up, but this series made me really confident that the Yankees are, if they were to face the Astros in another seven game series that they would be in every game because of the rotation. Yeah. I mean, and it would probably go seven because these teams are really evenly matched, but the Yankees have that advantage in the bullpen. And I think they have the advantage in, in the depth of their lineup and, the Yankees, the, the awesome thing about the Yankees rotation is they all have guys that at any time can go toe to toe with whoever you throw out there. So it reminds me a lot of the 96, 98, 99 teams. Like it's, it, it's that kind of thing. So, you know what you get in a seven game series and you go Cole Verlander. Would you be shocked if the Yankees went two and zero? Absolutely not. Would you be surprised if they went zero and two? Probably the same because Verlander is a great pitcher. Even at 38, it was awesome to watch him do what he, he did. Like, you know, make the jokes about who's got the dog in them. Verlander is like one of the original dogs. You know, he's he's got he's awesome to watch watch pitch, man. It's it uh, is it's a, it's a it's painful, but it's also like as a baseball fan, you have to respect it. I just meant um, it's painful in the sense that I wish the Yankees got him in 2017, and he was being yes for the Yankees. Oh, oh, yeah, it's that stinks. I really wanted them to get him when he signed his two year deal. I mean, just, dude, he's 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 awesome. But yeah, I, I, you know, I think, you know, you, you get a split against the second best team in, in baseball when you're the best team and the Yankees were kind of worn down at, at the end of the stretch. I think, I think maybe if you had had a couple rest, like a rest day before the series started, Boone might go to that bullpen earlier in that Severino game. You don't know. And I thought that was a big start for Seve. I know he gave up three runs, but he went five scoreless, was pitching great, got out of some big jams. Um, and, and you know what, I know Nestor gave up five, but the, the events leading up to that, um, you know, he gave up kind of an infield single, I think it was. And then the bloop single is what drove in. Wasn't he gave up, you know, one hard hit ball, a a double and, and you know, that, that happens, but I think, uh, you know, I, I think it was, was positive signs against, against a really good lineup and uh, really, really happy with how the Yankees came out of this this 13-game stretch. I think it was a little, little tense going into it, and we're excited coming out of it. Like, I think we proved far and away we're the best team in the division. 
And I think we've, we've also shown like it's probably going to come down and you never know because the playoffs are a crapshoot, but it's going to come down to Yankees Astros again. And and now is now everything's on the table. In 2019, it was just a rematch. Now it's going to be a rematch knowing what was going on. It's going to be super intense if we get there, man. It's going to be awesome. I hope I hope it does. I, mean, I think this would be a fantastic – I mean, in all honesty, it would be more preferable if the Astros get stunned in, in the playoffs somewhere else and maybe the Yankees face a somewhat inferior team. But, I mean, if, if it did come the Yankees-Astros, I would be super pumped up. It would be just – it would be an incredible series. Uh, but, you know, another note on Nestor, too. We were worried that maybe his – you know, ability to miss bats was regressing because I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, he was, he was among the league leaders in strikeouts per nine innings, which is wild for someone that averages 93 miles an hour. But it was, I thought it was super inspiring to see him get seven strikeouts over five innings in his, in his start on Sunday and show that he still, he still does have that ability. I think, I think it's natural for a lot of people to look at Cortez and anytime you see something that's not his, you know, a continuation of his surprisingly brilliant season and he starts to slip up a little. Everyone's kind of just waiting for the other shoe to drop and that regression to start. But I think Cortez also showed in flashes against a really good lineup that he still could be among among the game's elite. So three runs over five innings, seven strikeouts. I I would take it, especially with, with the bullpen that, that the Yankees have. I mean, the starting pitching has helped keep the bullpen rested for so much this season because of the length they've been able to give. So it's, uh, it's nice to know that in the event that that doesn't happen and the starting pitchers don't give you a lot of length, which could happen a lot in the postseason. I mean, you have, you have more, you have more off days and obviously everything is the tension is just so much higher that the leashes are going to be shorter. So you know that you'll have not just a rested bullpen, but a deep and super effective bullpen that could come in and, and bail out a starter after four or five innings and know that you're probably going to have the advantage throughout the the second half of the game. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. With Shopify POS, you can accept credit cards, mobile payments, and every other major payment method, all with low fees and transparent pricing, starting on day one. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mlbpodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash MLB podcast to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash MLB podcast. The Yankees are 22 and 20. This is via Katie Sharp. 22 and 20 when leading at any, when, when trailing at any point in the ball game. 
that's incredible. Crazy. Yeah. That I mean, that's that's absolutely nuts that they it has have to a, be the best in the league. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They have a winning record when at one point in the game they're losing that. That's just wild. Um, but the the bullpen work was was tremendous. And, and you know, it started on Thursday night with, you know, um, Castro getting some some big outs to, to keep that game a, a three run game and um, and enable Hicks to hit hit the, the big home run. But there were there were some really big moments in the series. Um, the Hicks Homer, the judge walk off the Stanton Homer in game one, game two, the, uh, the Seve strike out of Altuve with everything that's happened. That was an incredible moment. I, I felt, and maybe cause I'm there, I was a little juiced up. Um, uh, I was, I was pretty excited about that. And then obviously yesterday, the LeMahieu home run and, and, and then the judge home run. Um, what, what ones are you going back to on YouTube? Like, what are your, what are your top moments you're watching from the series? What, what ones do you think you'll rewatch the most moving forward? Cause this, this series gave us a lot of, a lot of moments that we are going to be in the world series video. Uh, God willing. Oh man. It was so we, I mean, I, I was at a bachelor event this weekend in Charleston, so I tuned in as much as I could, but I let, I mean, we left at like two thirty, three o'clock in the morning on Friday morning. So I was trying to stay up and I passed out in the eighth inning on Thursday night, which of course was the worst time for that to happen. But then I woke up and saw like our family group chat had blown up and everyone was going crazy. So I watched that judge highlight at least five times on the drive down to South Carolina, rewinded, um, rewind, or well, we tried to rewind the Odyssey app to listen to the ninth inning, but it wouldn't work for some reason. So we did it once we got there. And then Sunday we were, um, we were out golfing and then we got back to see the end. But then when everyone was like getting ready to go to dinner later, I popped uh, the MLB app on the TV in the living room and just replayed the LeMahieu and judge home runs like another four times. I would say that I would say probably the two most played for me would be the Hicks and LeMahieu home runs. Those game tying home runs were, were like electric. Obviously the judge walk off is, is incredible, but I don't know. Just LeMahieu's like John Carlos strut out of the box with, I just thought was, was so cool. And then the Hicks, the Hicks home run. I mean, I'm just, you know, you're happy for him because he's struggled a lot this season and has dealt with a lot of criticism, a lot of warranted criticism because he was playing so poorly, but now he's been playing well and you're happy to see it. And he gets that huge clutch hit. And of course, you know, has not been good with, with runners in scoring position for the majority of his career, but just to hit that, like no doubter like that was, was pretty cool. So I don't know if I had to pick, I'd probably say the Hicks one was the highlight of the series for me. I mean, I think that's the game of the year would be that Thursday night win. You know, you're everyone's amped for this series and everyone thinks it's going to be a huge battle. And all of a sudden the Astros tee off for, you know, two, three run home runs in the first three innings. And you're like, oh man, this is this going to get ugly? Like is at least for this first game, not thinking that for the series, but the Yankees answer right back in the first. And then obviously the ninth inning was, was pretty incredible. So yeah, I, I think, I think the highlight of the series for me is the Hicks bomb. Yeah, I, I agree that something about the night night game Homer too, it just always yeah. feels like little, like I, I would go Hicks and then the judge home run. Um, and, and then I would put LeMahieu. Uh, but yeah, the, those game tying home runs are always, always clutch, but obviously 
I think with everything that's gone on with Hicks, everything we've said about Hicks, like you always have that in the back of your mind when there's a player struggling up in a big spot, you're like, this is going to be like that moment. Like everybody's going to go crazy. And you know, it usually doesn't work out. It's baseball. Uh, you got a low chance of success, but when it does, it feels so special. And uh, yeah, that was, that was definitely a get off the couch moment and clap your hands. Uh, pretty awesome. I've rewatched it. I love the videos that Yankees are posting of the behind, like from the on deck circle. Yeah, those are there. great. Oh man, just that's that is just beauty. That watching a, a lefty launch a ball like that out to to right field is the best. They should get the reverse camera angle though for the for the right handed hitters. Um, yeah, I would love to fun. see. Would love to see that judge judge view on on some of those walk offs. I think that'd be great. I mean, also that walk off on Thursday, you know, you, you go ahead three zero, and he gives you another off speed yeah. pitch, and you still have the confidence to. I was screaming away. green light. I was yeah. I was all oh, in. I mean, yeah. Of course, Judge gets the green light, but you know, an, an off speed pitch. You can tell you can tell he wasn't, you know, exactly expecting the off speed pitch because he was he was a little early on it, but still managed to to keep it fair. I mean, that was that was that was awesome. Obviously, if anyone can turn on a three zero breaking ball and still come through, it's Judge, who's well, one of the best said, hitters in the league. He said it yeah after his walk off yesterday. He's the best player on the team. So <laughs> <laughs> love that con- love that confidence. He's got he's got to cash in on it now. But uh I mean it's that that's not even confidence. It's just realism. It's not that, even it's not even a competition. That is true. But uh yeah, I mean awesome. Just uh, the awesome bookends and then obviously the you know the Yankees get you kind of touched on all the games except the no hitter and you know it was whatever. They they got no hit. It's happened before. Um, you know, when they got hit, oh, no, no hit in 03, I, I think they went on a pretty big winning streak, uh, right after that. I know, uh, I actually think that the game they got no hit, the next game was Clemens' 300th win. Um, well, after that, after they got no hit that year, they went on, I can't remember the numbers, but they went on an absurd run of yeah. like 20 something games over 500 over their next. 30 something games. I can't remember what it was, but the, you know, that 2003 team was dominant in the regular season. They came two wins shy of a world series title. So I don't know. I, I just like we, like at the bachelor weekend, some of my fellow Yankee fans and like friends from growing up are just wired in that negativity. And like, Oh, like this is going to ruin morale. Like this is like, okay, it's one game. No hitters. Obviously, they're cool to see, but they're not, I don't know, they're not crazily uncommon. Like, no hitters happen. In, in my opinion, combined no hitters are even carry a little less weight for me. Like, they're cool. I just don't think a combined no hitter is crazy special. And I would yeah, feel that I, way I, the Yankees, too. Like, I would think it was a really cool moment. And obviously, I mean, Javier was, was dominant. He was, yeah. he was awesome. But I don't know. The combined no hitter doesn't do it for me as much as as a one man show. I, I agree because you get that third time through the order, and I know you know Javier pitched really well. It wasn't like a combined no hitter where the starter goes four innings and then you just have like four other guys come in and combine for it. But um, yeah, no, I I feel the same way. And and I mean we've you know freaking teams have been no hit in the in the postseason. Don Larson threw a perfect game in the World Series. That doesn't mean like the Dodgers got perfect gamed in the world series, they were a world series team and they had a perfect game thrown against them while they were in there. So it's not like it disqualifies you from being a team that reaches the world series. As I said, uh, I think it was, uh, 58, 52 and then Oh three are the last three times the Yankees have been no hit. And, 
they they won the World Series both times in the 50s. And then obviously, you know, three went to the World Series. And you know what? David Wells doesn't hurt his back. Jason Giambi doesn't have a bad hand or whatever it was that was bothering him in Miami. Yeah, he might have won that World Series too. Yeah, and I mean, look no further than the 2018 Red Sox, who were a one-man show, no hit in 20, in 2018, won 108 games and won the World Series. I think baseball players have pretty short-term memories, which you absolutely have to have in a game that's based in, you know, even 70% failure if you're a good player. So the Yankees and any other baseball team is wired that way to where it's not going to affect them. And I also think the crazy thing about the no-hitter is I almost – like, obviously, I was aware it was happening while it was going on, but you're also just focused on winning the game because Cole was so good that the Yankees were still in this game. I mean, you're in the bottom of the eighth inning, and you have the go-ahead run coming up to the plate while you're being no-hit. The Yankees worked a couple of walks, and Gallo came, you know, a few feet short of making it a 3-2 lead, and then all of a sudden the Yankees might might win that game. So, I don't, I don't know. I don't put too much stock in, in, in getting no-hit. It's It's a cool moment. I think Javier should definitely be celebrated because he looked, he really did look unhittable. But at the same time, you know, even coming out of the next Sunday game where the Yankees are struggling on offense again, just to show, to show the, that kind of fight late in the game and to come back and win it kind of shows you that this, this is a different team and they do have that short term memory and they're not going to let one, one bad loss you know, derail what's been a historic season and they showed you why they're one of the best teams in baseball by beating a, a really good team the day after getting no hit. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I think what's pretty cool too is is you you can see the Yankees are I don't want to say scuffling because they're winning games, but you can see they're they're a little bit off compared to how they were like let's say a month ago. Rotations haven't there's just little cracks in the rotation. It could be fatigue. It could just be you know the league's catching up to them. A couple of hitters aren't you know Judge hasn't been performing at the level he was a month ago. Um, you know, you have Donaldson's not really hitting, but they're still, you can't put them away. Like they're, they're, they're not even playing at the peak of their powers right now. 
and they're still going toe to toe with the, the second best team in the league. So, I mean, to me, that's really exciting. The team find just they find ways to win. They find ways to bounce back. Right? They go down. This is a big series. They're down six three. They win the game. They get no hit. They're losing the next game three nothing in the seventh. They win the game. So, you can't bury these guys even when they're not playing well and you have the lead. You can't bury them. It's it's pretty freaking incredible. I absolutely love it. And speaking of burying things, I don't know if you have anything else on the game, but Yankee fans, like, let's just boo Altuve. We we can kind of rein it in a little bit with all the, the vulgarities. I was at the game on Friday, man. I would not bring if I had a child to that game. I'll <laughs> say that. It was wild. Uh, you know, I'm I'm mad about what happened with the Astros. You know that. But, you know, we, we could just kind of – Keep it, keep it to a little bit more tame. I feel like I, th- I think we're going to let the let the winning uh, play out in, in the end. I don't know. I don't know if you feel a way about that, but I was just kind of like, all right, that was, that was pretty intense. Yeah. Also, at the you know, obviously, we don't really know. Well, maybe never will know exactly what happened, but there have been multiple reports and accounts by other people that say Altuve just genuinely didn't want to receive signs that were being stolen. So it's interesting how he became the face of the Astros cheating scandal in the eyes of many Yankee fans, which, you know, I guess it's understandable because he is the one who, you know, took the MVP from L2 from judge and in 2017, and he's the one who ended the 2019 ALCS. So it, it does make sense to me from that standpoint, but yeah, I mean, I was, I was at the game not that long ago. They weren't even playing the Astros and, this you know fl2 a chance start and i was like why like what are we what are we accomplishing here let's use our energy on on winning this game this game so yeah no i'm sure i'm sure it was uh i'm sure it was was wild and they weren't holding anything back in the bronx but no yeah me too personally i i, I prefer an incredibly hostile environment based just purely yeah. on like noise you know like yeah I'm, yeah I'm, you can do a little houston sucks i'm okay with that but you know, yeah. like, like that's it. That's all you got to do. Boo ferociously. Yeah. yeah. And, and also just cause like it, it gets, I don't know, in my opinion, like gets kind of old. I'm like, okay, now we're yeah. just like holding on to this thing from five years ago. Like we have mm-hmm. the best team in baseball. Why don't we just like enjoy yeah. this? You don't want them renting space in your head, but speaking, I mean, look, we, we, we split with them. I think we kind of had two back-breaking wins, one back-breaking loss. And, uh, you know, I, we come out of it just the same as we left with them, which is seven games better. So that we just killed off some time, basically. And we play them again later this week. But, you know, we'll put them behind us for now. And, and we got the uh, Oakland, Billy Beans Oakland Athletics coming to town. Oh, they're not Billy Beans Oakland team anymore. <laughs> That's right. And again, if you uh, like what you're hearing, and please rate, review, and subscribe. We will always recap and preview every series twice a week before and after every series. But yes, the Yankees do have the A's coming to town now. They are, a, how do you say, a complete and utter embarrassment. They are, um, in my opinion, somewhat detrimental to Major League Baseball as a whole because they are just so actively trying to put together a terrible roster and get out of Oakland, presumably whatever it is, but they are certainly not trying to win. They're probably going to unload Frankie Montas soon at some point. So this is, that's just a long winded way of saying the A's suck and the Yankees should do some damage against them. And that would be starting with Thursday night with Montgomery on the mound. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, you want to see 
Monty really hold down is terrible because the starting pitching's okay, right? Their their starters are fine. Yeah, they have they have Paul Blackburn going on Thursday night against against Montgomery, and he has a two nine seven ERA. Yeah. He's pitched seventy five and two thirds innings, so you know he's not going to overpower you. He only has fifty five strikeouts in that span, but still a good pitcher. And you know, it but, could yeah. it could be another close game where the Yankees just have to to wait it out and go to the and go to the battle of the bullpens. And then you have Montas going in game two also. So I mean yeah, I mean Oakland does have a pair of solid pitchers going in the first two games, but I mean the offense is is just dreadful dreadful. Yeah, this, this is an opportunity to, for the rotation to get back on track and and you know Mont Monty struggled a little bit against uh the Rays last time out. And uh right didn't he? Yeah. I think, I think so. I mean, I don't think it was two. I don't think it was. Yeah. Terrible. He gave him what, four, four runs. Yeah. Yeah. And right, that's, so uh, that's honestly so, so. not a great raise lineup either. Yeah. So, so, and then, you know, you'll, you, you have the opportunity to get Tyone and then Sevy, I guess will probably be pitching on Wednesday. So I, I know they, they're talking about maybe going to six man, but you know, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, but I, you know, hopefully the, the rotation just holds this team down. The Yankees can put up a few runs here and uh, then get back to Houston. But really, you just don't want it to be a letdown series with, with the Houston game uh, looming at the end. It's kind of, you know, Houston, Oakland, Houston. Those, those Oakland games, you know, you, you, you might overlook or whatever. So we'll see. But, uh, you know, they, they got through that tough stretch well. So you hope the Yankees just kind of pile on here against a, a team that's 24 games under. Yeah, there's no other way to put it. They're a bad team, a bad team that's coming cross country for what's probably a, another draining trip. So the Yankees should take advantage. But like we said, all three starters are solid for for Oakland in this series. Even Cole Irvin going in the series finale as a three two nine ERA and sixty eight in the third innings. Another guy that's not going to blow you away. It's only forty seven strikeouts in that span, but. So Oakland does have some some good pitchers going. It's you know it could turn into some some low scoring games, but if if the Yankees don't come away with at least two of three, that would obviously be a disappointment. And if the starting pitching gets knocked around in any way, that would be a, a massive disappointment too, because this Oakland lineup is very 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 bad. Yeah, I think we've been able to explain away everything that's happened with the rotation just looking a little bit more human um, and, and not superhuman. Uh, but, but this is the opportunity for them to kind of get back on track and we'll see. we have this and then, you know, the weird one stop in Houston and then the guardians. And then we finally get a day off. Yeah. They, it'll, it'll be much, much earned, but in the meantime, wait, I have a oh, question for, I have a question. We, we should answer this on the podcast. So our listeners know, are we doing a one series review of the, of the next Houston game? Cause they play one game against the Astros. You, maybe, maybe we could just do like a quick, yeah. like 10 minute discussion on that game. We if it's a good a, game. But we yeah. can do a quick, quick reaction pod. How about that? That's, for the, that's, that sounds good to me for the one game. All right, but back to these three games against the A's. I think we agree that Judge gets the belt for the last series when you hit two got walk-offs to. in a four-game series. You and get your contract. Earn that. And, and yes, and got, got his contract. Well, it's his one-year contract, not the big one. The yeah, one not the one we're still extent. waiting on. But um, So who gets the belt against Oakland? Hmm. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with 
Rizzo. I'm just going to take take Rizzo. Okay, I will piggyback off your pick from last series and take you took Stan last series, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Stan. It seems like he's yeah, heating he's on up. One. Yeah, running to a couple home runs this series, so I am feeling good about Stan. Certainly looks like he's getting uh, back to the pace he was on before his uh, injury. So going with Stan, and hopefully he goes off. Hopefully it's another series win for the Yankees when we return later this week, and hopefully we get. Uh... Get Glaber back. I I haven't really said anything else yet, but no, just wasn't a a break, so that's good. I know I I saw someone tweet they were worried about IKF's finger after the bunt, so trying to find out more tonight. Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, in terms of Torres, Boone said that it was he was calling it a mild ankle sprain, so hopefully it's nothing nothing major. He's actually been struggling at the plate again recently, so maybe a few days off could could even help and get him healthy, get him back to slugging. But in in the meantime. We will talk to everybody after this series. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. We'll be back soon to recap this series and look ahead to the next one. Well, it'll be one game, but it'll be an interesting one this week. But we will be here for it and hope you will be too. Talk to you later, everybody. Let's go Yanks.